It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I would just say that we're building on uh, what we did last year. I felt that shift a lot last year. Um... Like I said, at media day, I thought we played really well um, you know, the second half of the season, basically, even a little bit more. And um, I think, yeah, we're just building on, on what we did last year. All the Orlando Magic talk about at training camp has been accountability. We're going to hold ourselves and we're going to hold each other accountability. Accountable, in that case, speak today. So what does that actually mean? That's today's episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Magic. Today is October 5th. It'll be October 6th, 2023 by the time you're likely listening to this. My name is Crosswick. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On this episode of Locked on Magic, one of the big buzzwords for the Orlando Magic throughout the early days of training camp has been accountability. So how is the team exactly doing this? We're going to talk about what accountability looks like for the Orlando Magic, plus how the Magic are trying to use whatever experience they have to make up for the experience they don't have. Plus, other then we'll also dive into some other practice notes, including, yes, Markel Fultz shooting the ball and shooting it interestingly well. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Lockdown podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Lockdown and the team you're looking for, the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. This episode of Lockdown Magic is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown to get started today. 
there's always buzzwords that come out of training camp, always stays that the team is trying to accomplish. And, and yes, like I love magic PR crew. They're good. They're good people. They, they, they do a great job, but yes, they are trying to push a narrative and it is always somewhat coordinated. So, you know, you get your buzzwords and, and, and look, I've, I've sat here and said this a million times. If you're going to give me a buzzword, I'm going to try to define it. I'm going to speak, I'll speak to you in, in your terms and, 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 and in your language. And, and so when you hear these guys speak, you don't you have to kind of begin to understand what they're actually talking about. And so throughout this, you know, we're four days in the training camp now. Throughout the uh, three days in the training camp, I don't know, days already, every day is already Tuesday at this point. Um, um, that was a John Dentonism. Um, but, uh, um, Throughout training camp already, there's been certain phrases that we've heard and, and certain things we know this team is trying to get. You know, playing better basketball was kind of a growling cry throughout the offseason. Getting and diving into the details has continued to be kind of a rallying cry. And the other thing that this team talked about is holding each other accountable. Now, this is a phrase, it is a humongous coachism. It's a phrase we've heard. Teams in memorial talk about. If teams, we have heard teams and players talk about holding each other accountable over and over and over and over again. Different teams. We've heard it from the Nikola Vucevic days. We've heard it everywhere. It is this ubiquitous sounding phrase, but yet it's so important so that everybody stays on the same task. And everybody stays doing the proper things and doing the right things day in and day out. Defining what this is, is actually one of the more important things. And and defining how this defines relationships within the team and, and how this helps define what the standard is. Um, you know, you know what, what is team baseline? What, what are, are the minimum expectations for everybody? And how are you going to react if, frankly, someone pulls you out for not meeting those minimum expectations? That is kind of part of what this training camp is about, is setting those standards and, and, you know, we, I know we talked about it probably in this space. Maybe I haven't. Um, but this team is very, very young. We're talking about the experience gap coming up here in a minute and coming up here in the second segment. This team is very, very young. And so part of the season is, is learning how to win and what it takes to win. And for this group, for, you know, as much experience as they have, for as much as they know, it starts with this piece of holding each other accountable. It starts with this piece of saying, this is the standard we have to play ourselves to, and we've got to make sure we're all at it. And this has been a fairly consistent theme. This has been a fairly consistent thing that everyone on this roster has talked about at this point in the season. I think just everybody has a really good relationship with other off the court. So uh, I think just being comfortable um, 
not calling someone out, but saying it out loud that, that we need to be better at this. And um, I think everybody does it in the same way, but at the same time understanding that it's coming from you know a positive place and knowing that we can do better. And uh, I'm not trying to call anyone out, but um, yeah, just wanting the best for the whole group. And so, like, what's this like? Like, that is that is the ultimate question because you know, again, anyone can say yes, we are holding each other accountable, we're holding each other to our standards, but. What does this look like? And, and that's kind of been the question that, that I've been trying to get at. And, and Franz there talked a little bit about it and talked a little bit about, you know, it's, it's, it's calling, it is calling people out sometimes. It's saying, hey, you're not living up to the standard. And it's not calling someone out to embarrass them or, or to, 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 you know, put them on the spot. It's calling out hand to hand. It's calling them out to bring them back up, to snap them back into focus. It was something Jalen Suggs talked about Wednesday after Wednesday's practice, how the, the Tuesday evening session wasn't as locked in as it needed to be. And Coach Jamal Mosley started by saying, hey, Coach Jamal Mosley and the coaching staff started by saying, hey, we've got to be more locked in. And, and again, I, I'm i always going to be a little dubious. I think coaches, you know, not that Jamal's this kind of coach. I think he keeps it very real with players, but coaches tend to think that the first practice is always pretty terrible. Uh, and Steve Clifford's, what, season, I know, I think all three seasons after the first practice, he said we didn't have it today. Um, and and, and it, you got to wake guys up a little bit and say like, hey, you think you're, you think you're playing hard. I think you got a little bit more. But when, what Suggs said after practice uh, on, on, on Wednesday, and again, we did the live episode yesterday, so we didn't have the, the audio on, we didn't have the video on that. Um, I don't think I took video on that. I think it just took Jamal. Um, but Suggs said, said, you know, the coaches kind of raised it up, and then the players talked amongst themselves and made sure that they lifted each other up next day. And again, by Suggs's belief, they were better. Um, again, we're not watching every day in practice. We're watching everything. So I, I can't sit here and tell you whether they are living up to that standard or not. I can't. I simply can't. We're going to find out next Tuesday with the rest of the world. And we're going to find out again next Thursday uh, against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Tuesday against the Pelicans. Thursday against the Cavaliers. We're going to find out. We're going to find out together over these two weeks where this Magic team is. And again, take preseason with every grain of salt that you have to take it with. Um, we'll get. We'll talk about that more as we get closer to those games. Um, this, but this is the act of what a maturing team has to do. They have to be the ones to extend the hand and help each other get where they need to be. Um, you know, Gary Harris spoke about it to after practice today saying, you know, accountability looks like communication. It looks like talking. It looks like speaking directly to the player that is maybe not living up to the standard and Saying, hey, let's pick it up. Being encouraging, perhaps, you know, not necessarily calling some putting someone on the spot, being encouraging and helping that person reach their potential so that everyone can reach their potential. Both Harris and Mosley said a lot of this is being player-driven. It is not the coaches driving this or the coaches preaching this accountability or enforcing this accountability. It's the players. And that's the part that's different. That's the part that has evolved about this team. Uh, Suggs after practice on Wednesday that players would call each other out and, and, and hold each other accountable, but it wouldn't always be in the moment. 
There is a fear of stepping on each other's toes. There's a fear of putting someone on the spot and a fear of how that player would respond. This year, though, as Suggs put it, we're all business. This year, they are making those points immediately, and there's enough trust and love and camaraderie among this group that they understand what's being asked of them. This is another way that continuity has mattered. Everybody knows each other. They are very close, you know, and, and again, some teams that are close play poorly. Some teams that are not close play really well. So that's not a, a, a correlative with success. But they know what's being asked of them. They know what the standard is, how it's the players enforcing that standard. One of the big themes for this coming season is about maturity. It is about the team playing well together. It is about the team taking that responsibility, owning this training camp and owning the season and owning their potential and what they're capable of. And so how does a team develop that maturity when they're so young? That's the other part of this accountability issue. We're going to get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word for our friends over at FanDuel. Snap into, NFL, snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose on that $5. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. And there's a wide range of betting options, including player ups, over-unders. I think the Magic are still 36 and a half. And despite what John Hollander says, it uh, 36 feels like the low. If the Magic get 30 wins, like I'm not saying it's impossible, but that 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 feels like a low. I'm I'm, I'm sorry, John. You know, I, I like your writing. I like your stuff. Um, I think you're missing the book. I think you're missing something by not by by thinking the Magic won't hit 36 and a half wins. And, and yeah, I agree. The offense is 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 an issue, but. I think they'll be, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, you can find all that stuff over at FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You know, if you, I, I referenced it in the FanDuel read there, but um, John Hollinger of The Athletic listed his five teams that he thinks will exceed expectations 
and five teams that he thinks will not hit their expectations. And he uses the Vegas over-unders as kind of the, the measuring line of what expectations are. Um, he has the Toronto Raptors as over 36 and a half win. And I think that's fair. I think we're probably lower on the Raptors than most than we should be, but also the Raptors feel like they are a freaking mess. If you watch any of their media day content or, or listen to locked on Raptors, there's, there's definitely some hand wringing going on uh, up in the North. Um, the North always remembers us. So, so they'll probably use this as, as fodder when we play them in the play in, ter- play in uh, game or in the in-season tournament or whatever. Um, he had the magic at six and a half wins as not meeting the expectations. He cited the offense, um, as a big reason why, and, and look, we're all a little worried about the offense magic, not really fixing their issues. A lot of their offense improvement is going to come from internal growth. Um, and you know, I did my ultimate NBA basketball preview for the locked on network yesterday. And you know, there's, there, there are questions about the magic. I, I'm not going to sit here, you know, like we have our expectations. I think those are well-founded. Those are, you know, certainly looking at the team taking another step up, but there is always the possible, you know, progress is not a straight line. You say that all the time. There's always a chance the Magic do take a step back. And, and you know, one of the reasons why the Magic perhaps are not so inevitable um, are, are not as inevitable as we think is because of their youth. They are so unproven. And, and when you look at predictions and preseason discussions, a lot of people will bet on what's proven. You know, why are the Raptors, you know, a team that does seem to be kind of breaking apart at the seams. They have a new coach in Darko Rayokovic. Um, you know, Pascal Siakam seems like he's on the way out. OG Ananobi could be on the way out. They just lost Red Van Vliet. with Dennis Schroeder, who's a very good player. Why are they still a team that we have to consider for the play-in tournament? It's because they're full of veterans. A team with Pascal Siakam and 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 OG Ananobi and, and, and even Jakob Pertl is not going to be bad. Like Nikola Vucevic, DeMar DeRozan, and Zach Levine are going to be good. Now, are they going to be more than 500 good? You know, a lot of us would probably say no. Um, but you have to consider them. They have to be part of the conversation because they have proven it time and time again. Why do I still think the Hornets are dangerous teams playing? It's because they've done it before. Uh, last year, LaMelo Ball missed a ton of time. The two years before the Hornets were in the banter, they got blown out in both ga- in both those games and were eliminated in the 9-10 game, but they were still there. And, and that's it's still largely the same team. Plus now Steve Clifford, who we all know is a very, very good coach and is at least very, very good at getting his teams into the postseason, into postseason contention. So having proven yourself, it's look, consistency matters. And, 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 and you know, yes, the match are so Super duper talented and, and, and are poised to take another step. But what they lack is experience. Um, I thought had one of my favorite quotes from Media Day. Uh, he was asked, Is this the highest ceiling magic team that he has ever played for? You know, he, he paused and thought about it a little bit, but he said, Yes, this is probably the highest ceiling team that I've been a part of. And remember, Jonathan Isaac is the longest tenured player on the magic now. Um, he said, this is probably the, the most talented team that I've been on. The only thing we're lacking is experience. The teams with Nikola Vucevic, Aaron Burnett, and Fournier, you know, yes, they'd never been to the playoffs before, but they were all veterans, six, seven-year veterans. They'd been in the league. They know they knew what they were doing. All they had to do was get over the hump and win uh, enough to make the postseason. This team has none of that. This team has no experience. They, you know, last year, 
going 29 and 28 over 57 over the final 57 games, it feels significant. It feels big. Um, but we don't know if it will carry over. We don't know what they will do year to year, even day to day. And, and that's so much of what this team is trying to learn how to do. Believe it or not, Jonathan Isaac, Gary Harris, Marco Fultz, Joe Ingles are the only four players on this team with playoff experience. You know, Cole Anthony talked about it. He's never been in the playoffs. That's something he would like to do. Wendell Carter has talked about it. He has never been in the playoffs. That is something he would like to do. This is a hungry bunch. This team has hunger. It has a desire to be good. And after last season, it has a confidence that it can be. And look, that stuff's really, really powerful. Hunger, confidence, those are two of the ingredients that you need to be good in this league. You don't, you're not good by being complacent. You're not good by staying by necessarily standing still. You get better by being by by taking it. You know, championships aren't won; they're taken. Um, as Pat Riley, I think Pat Riley, Pat Riley in Winning Time said that. I I don't know if he actually said it, but it, it makes sense. Um, you've got to go out and get it, and that's something this team is hunting for. But the team doesn't have its experience. And so this Magic team, you know, as they're maturing, as they're growing up, as they're trying to take that next step, it's trying to figure out how to make up for that experience gap. And look, one way they're going to do it is by leaning on the experiences they have. Why does this Magic team seem so determined to get off to a good start? It's because they wholeheartedly believe, and the statistics back this up at least, that if they hadn't started 5-20, and 20, injuries or not, they would have been in the playoffs last year. That they already are a playoff team or a postseason team. I, I don't know if we're going to make that distinction, but they they believe they will play a game 83. Again, that's that's my that's my buzz. Mission 83. We're here to play 83 games this year, um, at least. We're here to make it to the 83rd game. Um, they believe they're already there. And so last year was a big thing. Big, to draw experience from. But they haven't felt that pressure yet. And so why am I so such a big believer in the in-season tournament? And, and again, we'll see how teams treat it. Every, you know, it was asset media day about the in-season tournament. Everyone kind of hemmed and hawed and be like, you know, it's interesting. I think it's gonna be good for the fans. We'll see how serious everyone is taking it. Um, I've told people that I think the first couple games will probably be uh pretty nonchalant and pretty regular, but when stakes start to raise and there's sure, you know, there's a trophy out there to win. I think, I think teams will start investing and start really caring about this thing. So again, it, it will, we'll see that play out, but this magic team hasn't played those pressure games, except some players have Franz Wagner played in the world cup. Paolo Bancaro played in the world cup. Mo Wagner played in the world cup and got very, very deep. Those games had real stakes. And for much value as the World Cup can give you, it is an experience that these players and this team can draw from. Yeah, it's not changing a whole lot, but I definitely learned a lot. And, um, you know, what I learned I want to bring to, to this. I mean, at the end of the day, this is basketball. We're, we're trying to build a, a winning culture and uh, being part of, of that team. Um, I think there are certain things that I learned from that act and that we can apply. Uh, to our group, and I think we're doing that already. So, um, yeah, that, that's my responsibility, and 
that's still a role that I'm stepping into, uh, you know, making sure that I bring that to the other guys. I think their intensity turns up because, you know, being around, you know, other great players and then competing at a high level, you tend to raise the bar. And I, what they've done is they've continued to raise the bar, not just with themselves, but with their teammates as well. Franz Wagner, during media day, when I kind of asked him a similar question about it, um, you know, said, so I, I don't know how much it's going to translate. You know, it's it's a very different tournament. It's a very different team. You know, that team had a lot of continuity as well. Um, it, was a, it was a different experience. But by the same token, he also said that, yes, there are things that I learned playing for Germany, playing in the World Cup, that I can bring back home. And it is my responsibility to kind of share that experience as best I can when the moment comes up. This Magic team is going to be playing pressure games for the first time in their professional lives. They're going to feel the must-win pressure. And the fact that, yes, Franz Wagner and Paolo Bancaro have been in those games this summer should help them. It'll be different, obviously. The NBA, FIBA and the NBA are different, different animals. But it should ultimately help them in the end. And, of course, we will see uh, how it will help them as the season progresses. Let's talk some other practice notes. I'll give some other thoughts that I had uh, from Magic practice today. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at Bird Dogs. Look, this is the main point. Like, I don't need to really say anything else in this. Bird Dogs make you look good. Um, you know, we all love, you know, we all have to wear uh, khaki sometimes. We all have to wear, you know, we want to wear shorts. It's still, you know, it's cold fronts coming into Florida here. I think it's going to be the 80s this weekend. Very, very exciting. We all want comfortable shorts that allow us to breathe, give us some room to sweat, but don't soak up all that, so, soak up all that water uh, and just make us look good. I mean, it's Florida for crying out loud. If you can't look good in Florida, well, what are you doing? Um, Bird Dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. They do the exact same thing as Lululemon fit, but fit way better and look like actual pants. They, you know, they're not, they're not, you know, stri- you know, they don't look like stretchy pants. They look nice. They're way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff restricting cotton. They fix that issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches to get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric. That keeps you cool and dry all day long. Bird dogs are functional for any occasion. I've worn them to play golf. I have worn them out. I have worn them to the pool. You can literally wear them anywhere and they work. Trust me. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA or enter promo code LockedOnNBA to check out for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take bird dogs off. We promise you. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
Training camp for the Orlando Magic uh, continues. Um, you know, again, I, I said this on yesterday's show because people asked me, like, who's looking good in practice? Um, unfortunately, the Magic don't really show us a lot. Um, in past, um, previous coaches and previous staffs have allowed us to kind of watch the end of scrimmaging, uh, end of their, like, especially early practices, watch the end of scrimmages and and, and kind of get a little bit of a feel for what the, what the intensity of practices are like. Um, we are only watching shooting drills at this point. Uh, so I'm not, I cannot, you know, there, there are some video that, that, or that the Orlando Magic's official social media channels have posted um, that give you a little bit of a glimpse of the intensity, but obviously those are highly curated and, and certainly strategically curated as well. So I wouldn't draw too conclusion from that. Um, I already see people starting to figure out who the playing groups are. And I would also say, don't draw too many conclusions from that as well. Um, you're in the training camp, you're in preseason games to try things out and mix and match things. So that's because one group's playing together one day, another group's playing together another day. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to carry over to the games that matter. Now, obviously, you have to see the groups you want to see together. So the fact that there's a lot of people of Jalen Suggs running with the starters definitely says something. Um, you know, Gary Harris, I think, was running with the starters on the first day um, just based off jersey colors. But again, don't read too much into little things. Um, uh, that I think that's the most important thing. Uh, Mosley, Jamal Mosley say that I practice today after practice Thursday, the magic did get up and down and play a little bit more. They've been doing a lot of half court, half court actions and half court sets as they get their defensive rotations. down. So it's good to see them layer in some more full court action. Um, you know, obviously a big thing for this magic team is reducing turnovers. That's still a part that is still a work in progress. It sounds like Gary Harris said, you know, there's still turnovers they need to clean up. Mosley again reiterated the defense is ahead of the offense at this point. They're spending a lot of time focusing on that defensive identity, making sure they have their defensive principles and keys down pat. So that is that is still a, a big part. That is the biggest piece of, of the Magic's training camp and of the Magic's training camp preparation. So again, you know, we expect this team to be a defensive team. Um, they were, what, 17th in the league in defensive rating last year, 7th in the league after December 7th, the final 57 games of the season. You know, a lot of Magic players do believe they're going to be very good defensive teams. So uh, if they're showing that commitment, that is at least a start. Um, I will I will go back to what Steve Clifford used to say about, um, about the team. If you're top 10 in one thing, top half of the league in another, you are a playoff team. If you're top 10 in both, you're probably a title contender or a, a, a deep playoff team. Right now, the Magic are trying to, A, get out of the bottom 10 in offensive rating. And again, we'll see if they're able to do that. You know, I, I think it's fair to be skeptical of that. Um, but they're trying to be top 10 defensive team. And if you look at teams that made the postseason last year, um, the Chicago Bulls are a great example. They were a top 10 team defensively, uh, defensive rating, bottom 10 team in offensive rating. They made the playing tournament. They were the the not that the 10? Yeah, they were the 10. They were the 10 in the play in the play in the playoffs. So you know, again, we'll see where the numbers fall. You know, I think Mosley is not kind of into the ranking. But he just wants to say, hey, if we do what we need to do, you know, take care of the details, the results take care of themselves. Process over results, all that jazz. Um, a lot of people have been asking me about Markel Fultz's shot. Um, and, you know, look, these are shooting drills. There's no defense. You know, they're, they're at game speed. You know, they're not game speed um, as much as you want to simulate it. But we did get a good look at Markel Fultz's shot today. I took some video of it up on Omagic at Twitter, on Twitter at Omagic Daily. Um, and it looks a lot smoother. Um, you know, it is noticeably smoother and noticeably more comfortable. And he's hitting threes and hitting, hitting threes with no defense on him, which is good. 
Um, that is a good sign. There's still a little bit of a hitch, but, you know, at Washington, it looked super smooth and, and he was able to get his shot up. And so if he's expanded to the three point line, that changes a lot of things with him. Um, a lot of fans have come to me, commented to me as well that Jalen Suggs' shot looks really, really good, and I would agree with that. It looks a lot smoother. He's shooting it very, very confidently from it. what I've seen. He's big in the shooting contest with Jonathan Isaac, with even Joe Ingles, and and trying to hold his own. Um, you know, that's that's a lot of confidence. That is a confident kid right now. And and talk more about Suggs, I think, next week. Um, you know, because he's he has he's he has an interesting little story to tell uh, from this season. Um. I, I mentioned this on yesterday's show on the live show. So if you don't want to dig through the hour uh, uh, on that, um, Anthony Black, I think also has made some really significant strides with shot. I would still say his shot is a little slow, but he's done really good work to create a stronger base. Um, it looks like he is purposefully widening his feet beyond shoulder width, which is usually what you're told, um, gives him a solid base to, to jump off of. Um, I think his form and his follow through still has a tendency to go left, right, and it's always kind of the same spot, but. It's more consistent. And again, we'll see how that performs when there's a little bit of pressure on him, when defenses are, are swarming him a bit and, and trying to close out on him. But I I, I think, you know, I, an Arkansas follower commented on a video that I took a black shot and they like, this shot looks really different. Um, so I, 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 I do think black has, has put in a lot of work to get better on that front. Um, but again, these are just shooting drills. I don't want to draw too many conclusions. I don't want to say anything super definitively because, you know, obviously we're not playing games. There's still a long, long, long way to go. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked Up. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. You're tuning in Himway, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them by similar podcasts to your podcast. You, of course, uh, Find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore D. And of course, follow up for the latest on the Magic. Be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow on Twitter at omagicdaily. Don't forget also to check out the Orlando Magic Hub, my Patreon page. I'm posting daily practice reports with a lot of news uh, and news from training camp stuff that you will not find on Orlando Magic Daily. Um, so definitely check out the Patreon page if you're really into the Orlando Magic. We've got a board server set up for discussion and of course for sharing ideas and all that. You can check it out. Patreon.com slash Orlando Magic Hub. I want to tell you holding me accountable. Um, I know that uh, some of my audio has been and video has been occasionally spotty. Um, I'm using StreamYard Core and my internet and StreamYard are currently uh, having a very, very uh, bitter argument. Um, it's probably mostly with my computer. So I apologize uh, for that. So I thank those who've held me accountable on that end for some of my internet and streaming issues, but I do think uh, most everything gets through is generally okay. Um, If it's not, please yell at me, continue yelling at me and and I will work on a fix, but that's good to today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of lockdown magic. We will be back for a Sunday episode of lockdown magic, or even a late Saturday episode of lockdown magic. So I'm taking Sunday off. um, If I'm not mistaken on on the the calendar. Um, So we will chat again this weekend heading into the first week of preseason basketball for the Orlando Magic. So until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Lockdown Magic, this has been Philip Ross. We'll see you all again next time for another episode.
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.